You're listening to The Enlightened Podcast. I'm Dr. Sarah Jane, and I'm a gentle chiropractor, holistic counsellor, energetic worker, intuitive guide, and yoga and meditation teacher. I'm the host and creator of The Enlightened Podcast, and I'll be bringing you stories of resilience, consciousness, healing, the human experience, and just how trauma, loss, and grief can shape us to be more compassionate and more empathetic human beings than ever before. These stories are for the highly sensitives, the empaths, and those wanting to hear a unique approach to holistic health. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode. Today I am joined by the beautiful Britt James, a photographer and magic maker and the owner of an amazing, amazing photography business based in Torquay now called In The Flow. I was lucky enough to have some images actually captured by Britt, including the one on the podcast um, media that you find. And I knew that I needed to work with her after seeing some of her really, really beautiful um, photographs on social media media with other yoga teachers. Um, so I, I contacted her straight away and said, can I please, please um, see you to help me create some um, personal branding? And she did such a beautiful job and she created such a relaxing environment for me and helped us achieve some amazing images. So welcome, Britt. How are you? Hi, Sarah Jane. I'm great. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thanks so much for joining us all today and can, <laughs> and doing as well as I can without going completely insane. <laughs> but tell everyone a little bit about yourself and, and what led you into photography and, and what you currently do. Okay. So um, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to come on your podcast. Um, it's a really exciting invitation. So thanks for having me. Um, my name is Britt. I am 37. I'm turning 38 this year. Um, so almost middle-aged. I like to joke around with that a little bit. Um, I have two kids, <laughs> um, a two-year-old and an almost four-year-old. Um, and I live on the surf coast of Victoria now with my husband um, and our kids. Um, we moved here just in February, but I'm originally from the Gold Coast in Queensland. Um, so, yeah, and I have a um, business of my own called In The Flow um, Photography Business where I create um, really different kind of portraiture and branding for a lot of female-led businesses in the wellness industry um, and kind of everything that's circling around the industry. So yoga, um, business coaches, um, basically anyone who's really got um, passion and purpose on their mind and in, in their work, that's really who I work with. Mm. Mm, I love your um, photos so, so, so much. And I actually didn't know you were from the Gold Coast. That's where I'm planning on going eventually. Um, in a couple of years, that's where our plan is to end up. So I didn't know you were a Gold Coast girl. I am a Gold Coaster. Um, and that's amazing that you say that because we actually were thinking about moving there before we moved to Torquay. Um, my husband and I are both really coastal people. I was born and bred on the Gold Coast. He was born and bred down in Lawn, which is a, a little bit further down the surf coast. Um, we both love the ocean and um, we just love the Queensland and Gold Coast lifestyle. Um, 
And yeah, we were thinking of moving up there, but we, we've decided on Torquay for now for the next at least 10 years while our kids grow up through school. And our next step probably after that will be to migrate north to the Gold Coast. So we have to definitely stay in touch so we can hopefully live in the same, near the same schools and catch some waves and some coffees there. The lifestyle there is amazing. Absolutely love it. Um, But as well as the Gold Coast, I've actually lived pretty much all over Queensland, New South Wales, and now Victoria. So I've moved around a lot. Um, I was born on the Gold Coast, but when my parents separated, we moved to Cooktown, which is far north Queensland, right up on Cape York Peninsula. And I I lived up there for a while. And then Mm. I moved to Cairns. I lived in Townsville. Um, I did a big stint in Brisbane, Um, then back to the Gold Coast. I went overseas for a year. I moved to Newcastle, then Sydney, then Melbourne, and now Torquay. So yeah, I don't really have too many more places to move. <laughs> I've been everywhere, almost. <laughs> you're a, you're a nomad. I love that, and I love that you um, said that your husband and you both love the ocean and that you're coastal people. Because sometimes we kind of just stay in the same place because we've been brought up there, or our family and friends are there, so we never move or never go anywhere else without realizing that we don't even you know belong or the environment we're in doesn't even reflect our values so I love that you guys um are just so happy to move around I think that's wonderful but why did you start in the flow then I I would love to know why you started this business and and how it came about because you're obviously a very creative individual and, and very passionate individual who has a beautiful eye for creating images that are very unique but why did you want to start it, especially now being a mother of two kids and, and everything as well? What made you want to begin this? Um, well, In The Flow is coming up to its third birthday in October. So I've only had the business for three years, um, which seems like a short time and a long time in the, in the, in, at the same time, really. Because when I look back, I feel like, wow, I've come such a long way in the business in such a short time. But then I think about really all the different journeys and the different times within that three years um, and the different learning experiences I've gone through. It's actually been quite a long time. Um, why? I started it is because in my past life, I actually had a pretty whiz-bang leadership, senior leadership role um, and career working for a couple of big businesses. Um, So it's a bit of a long story, but um, I, with a creative heart um, and basically essentially who I am, um, I'm definitely a creative and I, at school, I was very good at acting and art and design, dance. All the, all the creative stuff, that was me. And really that's where my talents were, but they weren't really um, – I didn't really follow that path and they weren't really um, fostered in a way, I guess, um, to really make me see a, a, a really robust career. Um, and so I actually ended up um, starting a sales business with a friend and I got into um, the sort of business mindset and I worked my way up in the business, building it into a really quite successful business over eight years. Um, and that gave me the know-how to get picked up by Telstra. I got picked up by their senior leadership team um, to work um, as a leader within the business. Um, from there, they moved me to Sydney and I opened up um, their Icon George Street Icon store Um and had amazing success with Telstra and had a really fantastic time um, managing upwards of 200 people. Um, 
And then I moved, when I quit my job and moved to Victoria for my husband, my now husband, um, I actually started working with Bunnings and I was in a senior leadership role there too and I was managing one of their big warehouses so I had like 176 staff. And while there's a really big part of me that loves working with people and managing people and the leadership and and I I give thanks to everything that I've learnt along my leadership journey, um, my soul was dying. (laughs) Like I was getting really stressed out, Um, I was getting very very um, tired, burnt out, um, all the bad habits that come along with, you know, working 60, 70 hour weeks and always being on and always being like under the pump. And when I fell pregnant, so I moved to Victoria and um, for, for Joel, who's my husband now, I ended up falling pregnant and had our first son when I was 34. And it really made me stop. And um, I went through a little bit of a, a, a really, I feel like I went through a really transformational time, not just because I was coming into motherhood and I, and I had, had a new, new baby, but I also had this real awakening that I just did not want to keep doing what I was doing with my life. Like in a career sense, there was this deep burning desire inside of me that I knew there was something else and that I had other talents and and that needed to be fully realized and expressed and i at the time i really didn't know how that would that would come about and how that would um um you know come out of me but i just knew that there was something else and so in the background of all this, I was practicing a lot of yoga. I did three yoga teacher trainings over five years, and I was very passionate about the practice of yoga. I just loved what it did for me um, with my life, my thing, my relationships, my outlook on life. Um, you know, the, the whole philosophy of yoga and what it did for my body and my mind, everything. And so, when I was had my first baby and I was on maternity leave, I was doing a lot of yoga um, and. I don't know, something just clicked for me. I had my camera, my old camera sitting there and I literally just started taking photos um, of some of my friends who I'd met through the yoga industry. Um, And I kind of did realise there was a bit of a gap in the market. I realised that, number one, there were so many yoga new yoga students coming through the YTT um, process and there was a lot of studios in Melbourne. Like there's Melbourne is a massive hub for yoga and there was a bit of a gap. Like there was a few people doing yoga photography but there wasn't really anyone really sort of focusing on just that and really like honing in on that. So my entrepreneurial brain from my past leadership lives and having my own business and, and that kind of thing really kind of jigged that. Um, but then also there was the other side of me that when I picked up my camera and I just started taking photos, something just absolutely just went off inside of me like a firework. I was just like, wow, this is, oh my God, I'm like, this is me. <laughs> I know this is what I was supposed to do. It was literally a feeling of just elation and uh, just the, the whole process of actually doing the photography and then editing and, and learning the editing um, and yeah, it was just like something inside of me just started, oh, my God, coming alive. I felt so happy and I felt so excited and, um, yeah, so that's how it really started, to be honest with you. And at the start, you know, I was pretty – some of my photos were pretty rubbish. Um, some of them were good. I look back on them now and I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. But you can see that I still had the same intention 
from when I first started. I still wanted to, I still had the same intention of capturing what I wanted to, what I could see and feel. Um, and that's kind of has developed throughout my work. But I started off really doing it um, as thinking possibly this could be something that there's a bit of a gap here so I could probably start charging for it but more so the fact too while I was on maternity leave it just gave me an outlet where I could start creating and doing something that was really just filling me with joy Um, yeah it was just an I feel like the struggle that I went through when I was feeling really, I mean, I was down in the dumps. I was feeling really shit about life. I started feeling really crap about myself, doubting everything that I had done. I had basically was, I I sort of felt like I did go through a low period, but I feel like out of that struggle, like I just kept digging and kept searching. And I feel like that's where the gold happens. Like if you don't really listen to the struggle and say something's, pulling me to do something different here you kind of just like brush it away and you always have that unfulfilling really kind of you know bad vibes feelings about yourself but I feel like if you kind of lean into it and now I can look back and go now moving forward with my life with new struggles I kind of feel like just lean into it and there'll be something there Um, and it's just yeah so it's kind of it was organic but it was kind of like through through trying to trying to find something as well I didn't know what it was until I found it but um yeah that's really how it came about my husband's dream is to move to the Gold Coast and get a job at Bunnings (laughs) (laughs) many people tell me that they're like you had it made man Bunnings everyone wants to work at Bunnings do you know what? While I give thanks to, to working at Bunnings, I did get a lot of free snags. Um, I even started doing vegan snags at my store. To be, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, bless Bunnings. I, I, I do. I mean, I'm always so grateful for everywhere I've been, but I'm sorry. I just do not want to go back there. <laughs> It's one of the reasons why I'm <laughs> so that I feel like if I don't, if I, I've got to make this work, I've got to make this work because I definitely mm. don't want to go back to what I was doing before. So it's definitely given me a lot of motivation and, yeah, it's just given me a lot of drive to make it happen and to prove that I can really, you know, get this thing going and get something really worthwhile happening with it um, because, yeah, I don't, this is, this is me now. And also there was a point in time where I was like, okay, in the first year I was sort of still honing my craft, practicing my skills. And I was still like, I was charging, but not a lot. Um, and I was doing a lot of this and a lot of that wishy-washy stuff until I really made, and I was still on maternity leave from Bunnings. So I went back to work at Bunnings after my first maternity leave, had a second baby. And I was still doing it in the flow while working part-time at Bunnings while I was still getting off the ground to work full to for me to work in the business full time. So I was I was hustling. I was hustling to get, you know, I was doing both things. Um, but until I finished up my maternity leave with Bunnings and really said, no, nah, that's it. I'm a full time photographer. This is me. There's no, oh yeah, I've got that to fall back on or oh yeah, I could always go back if it doesn't work out or if I'm not making my annual, you know, my my profit, my annual profit um, goals. No, as soon as I said, that's me, that was it. And things really did transpire and start to really get to the point where I'm like, yeah, this is really me full time now. Um, and yes, yeah, so I've never looked back. 
So I'm not going back to Bunnings. <laughs> no. I just love that you you said in your story, you know, that you just picked up your camera and you just knew that this there was some kind of knowing in you. And what kind of advice do you have for anyone else out there who's kind of, I guess, feeling like how you described, burnt out or not wanting to live life the way that they've been living it? And I think everyone had something happen in their life, which brings that upon. And obviously motherhood was one of those catalysts for you. But there's always something where someone goes, even coronavirus now, where people are like, do I want to continue living my life this way do you think we've forgotten like just to do things for the joy of it as well or what advice do you have absolutely and you know what the the, being pregnant and going on maternity leave wasn't the first time I felt like that either I have to say all throughout my life I was always feeling niggling something that this was not really my 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 path this is there's more to me there's there's more that I can be doing there's more of myself my talents that I that I want to bring to full expression it wasn't just then it just sort of really fested then in that time but it was throughout my life and I feel like I have a lot of conversation with other friends who feel stuck and a lot of my life I've had conversations with my friend back and forth when we both felt stuck and I think the one bit of advice I can give when you're feeling sometimes that stuckness can start feeling overwhelming because you're like oh they're doing you look at other people they're doing so well you know that how I want to be where they are or how did they find their thing that they're good at I don't know what I'm good at what am I good at I'm not good at anything I'll just stay here because it's safe the one thing I can say is that the only thing that overcomes number one, fear, and also for you to find out what you're good at is you've got to start doing stuff. You've got to start putting yourself out there and just giving things a go because before I did yoga photography and had a business, successful business in yoga photography, I've had like four other businesses. Like I, I've tried things and failed at things before before this thing really went, okay, this is this has got legs now and this is like grown roots and this has taken off. And um, you've just got to get out and start doing things. And sometimes out of doing things, you find that either you don't really like it or you're actually better than at it at it than what you thought you were but staying in one place like even physically um is what I think stunts people it's like action cures fear just start doing something start doing anything um you know start and 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 also sort of think back to what helped me as well as really thinking about who I am as a person like what am I good at? Because at the end of my management journey, I actually started becoming really rubbish at it because I just lost the passion and I wasn't really getting really good feedback from my one up. And I was like, this isn't really me. Mm. Like I love people, but I actually like working for myself and I love, you know, I love certain aspects of leadership, but I can't stand this actual industry. Like I'm a creative person. Um, so that can manifest in so many different ways. And I think before I started doing yoga photography, like I did have a DSLR camera. I only had like a, a, a lower model, but I also did enjoy taking photos when I was on holidays. And I actually did really have a, a, a love of it. But I just always thought that because I never did any technical four-year bachelor degree training that, oh, I must just be fluking it or it must just be I must not be processing this properly like I'm not good enough but when actually some of the photos I look back on of my holidays that I took years ago were actually really good but I had no one really telling me oh you're just you could sell these to magazines or you're just as good as what this person's doing like it was always just because it wasn't something that I'd always done I was no good at it 
you're better than what you think you are. <laughs> Honestly, most of the time you are better that, than what though. you think you are. You're always, I feel like you're always your worst self, mm. you're always your worst critic. And it's so easy to stack up the mm. things, that, the reasons why you shouldn't be doing something compared to why you should be doing something. Um, yeah, so anyone who's starting photography now or has a photography business, they know what I'm talking about. You're constantly battling with self-doubt. You're constantly battling whether your stuff's good enough, whether if it prints, it'll print well. If you're using the settings on your camera right, honestly, at the end of the day, none of that really matters. Unless you're going into a commercial job where you've got to have like really sharp mint pictures, which really a lot of people who have got photography businesses aren't really doing. They're doing families or they're doing branding or they're doing – people don't care. They just want – normal people really don't care. All they want is a nice, awesome picture that they love of themselves. All the other technical stuff really doesn't matter. Um, and that's a, a big thing that I've learned along the way, as well as learning – more technically to start you really don't have to know everything you can just get going with what you've got does that make sense because mm. I think that's the thing we all kind of wait until we think we've accumulated enough skill or knowledge to start don't we yeah yeah totally. definitely does we, we totally we kind of wait until we're we're good but you have to yeah why like I think you know it's that imposter syndrome and Another thing that you said which I found really interesting was that you found value in what you did quite quickly as well. Like you you were able to get into that mindset, mindset sorry, whereas I know a lot of create, creatives and even people in the holistic health field like myself or yoga teachers or whatever, we find it hard to, I guess, even charge for what we do sometimes because mm-hmm. we feel like, oh, you know, should I charge for this? Should I do that? How did you find the value in what you did and and believe in yourself and back yourself because it's so hard sometimes. That's such a good question. And that was probably I think one of the questions that you gave me um, um, where I wrote down the answer was about your challenges, like what are some of the biggest challenges you've faced? Um, And one of the biggest challenges is that it's it's valuing yourself and also overcoming overcoming the mindset that you're always getting value from what other people think. So at the start, when my photos were getting a little bit of interest, there's probably a lot of people out there going, oh my God, who does this girl think she is? Look at these photos. They're not clear enough, good enough. Um, And then there was people who were liking what I was doing. So I was going back and forth. I'm like, yeah, I'm. Uh, this is good. This is great. I'm doing good stuff. I'm doing good work. And then you know, there's the other side of you going, oh, it's not really that good, don't know. Um, and it, was, it wasn't until like I kind of really sort of just focused on what I'm doing and just forgot about the naysayers and just focused on what I was doing and the people who were responding to what I was doing. Even at the start when I had like six likes and a photo, I was responding to that. Um, that's where I still really started to find my confidence. And then from confidence um, and, you know, charging pittance really at the start I started then it it was it was a time it was a journey it was like okay honestly I feel like you have to value yourself properly in a creative business but I also feel like you have to really be genuine and you have to reflect where you are at your journey I feel like if you're coming into the market as a new photographer or photographer um 
that's still just testing the waters, definitely charge for your time. But I also feel like don't come in and be like, oh, my shoots are five or $600 because it's you do have to reflect i think you you do have to your work has to reflect where you are at in your journey i really do feel that um but when i started getting a bit further into my journey all i basically valued my my pricing back to was my time and my value and the thought that if i'm not doing this um i'm spending time with my son and my family so what is this cost to me and where where am i placed here in the marketplace and i feel like every single person in a creative industry or every single person who works for themselves goes through that pricing that the, the value and the pricing um journey and i've even just done some more work on it in the last 6 months and i'm to a point now where i feel like I'm in a sweet spot with my pricing. I'm not overpricing. I'm not underpricing. I'm giving people more options on their shoots. So after the shoot, you actually have a, an option to upgrade and spend more money and buy more if you like, but that's only an option. And I've drawn a line in the sand of what I work for and what I don't work for. And I feel like as soon as you do that as well and you're like, okay, instead of going, well, I'm going to charge you this much and I'll charge this person this much because it's a bit different. As soon as you draw a line in the sand, your people will find you, your market will find you and they will. the people who you work with will value you just as much as you value yourself. So if someone comes to me and says, oh, hi, I'm really, I'm really interested in a photo shoot um, and then I send back my pricing guide and they come back and go, oh, amazing, I'll book you in that's my tribe. If someone comes back and goes, oh, okay, I'm not sure. Um, can you do it for a little bit less? I'm like, I, I respect where you're at, but this is where I'm at. And unfortunately, that's not my market. That person's not my market. Like, yeah, it's, 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 you've got to be very, um, very centered that your market will come to you. And I feel like, yes, you, you can get very, um, it can get very, hard at the beginning because you feel like you're trying to test what people will pay you for what you do like how much is it actually worth and you don't really find that out until you really go okay how much is this how much how much is my own time and my own creativity and energy worth to me it's not about what it's worth to anyone else it's what it is worth to me um and yeah that's that's basically the the um the journey of pricing and valuing yourself you've got to work out what it means to you first and then other people will value that you'll probably agree it's exactly like relationships if you don't value yourself in a relationship and have self-worth and self-love you're not going to get that from anybody else you're always going to be going well what do you think I'm worth or what do you think what would you value at this and you'll get some people go oh my god like I would love to have you as a girlfriend I you're worth a million dollars and then you might have someone else go uh not worth that much to me because old girl over here is way you know better looking well that's not your market Mm. and do do you know what I mean you've got to kind of be like okay this is where I am but yes I also feel like you've got to be representative of where you are in your journey I really do believe that I feel like some people underprice themselves and then some people really overprice themselves but again you know that just makes life fun doesn't it it's like well there's so many different things out there and I'm sure they'll each attract the right person to what they're offering. Mm. Mm. You're just very, you're a very um, inspirational creative, but you also have a very, very intelligent business brain, which is, you know, very um, 
unique and even as a creative myself sometimes I struggle with the business side of things which is why half of these questions are for me personally (laughs) but how did you how did you also manage to like even build your social media following because you did it really quickly because I remember when I first started um following you I can't remember I think it might have been um this is life wellness in Elwood at had followed you so then I followed you from when I was there in Elwood a couple of years back and you um didn't have a huge following there was only a few photos and then before I knew it there you were with with so many it, it built very quickly and I I know your branding's very simple yet authentic and you can feel your heart in everything that you do do you think that that has attracted so many people wanting to work with you because I actually thought the yoga industry was somewhat saturated. So it's interesting to hear mm. you say that you saw the gap in that in that market. I mean, no, mm. no, there is something here for me because, yeah, I assumed that there would have been quite a few of people out there like you. Yeah, I mean, again, I think there was and um, there's a few, there was a few people doing it um, for sure. But, yeah, I think so the social media thing, I think it comes down to three things. Number one, um, People ask me all the time, especially like how I get my clients now. I've got a steady flow of inquiries and clients coming through all the time, every week now. Like I don't even think about it. You know, in the first year or two, I was like, oh, I was get like three this week, none next week. Like what's going on now? I just know they come. It's just flowing. And it's because um, I hate to talk about people and clients as sales funnels, but I do have a sales funnel and that is the yoga industry is a sales funnel. So it's a niche. If anyone out there is starting their own business, I can't tell you enough, find your niche, 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 niche. It's not about I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. It's no, I do niche. So I started out just doing yoga photography. I wasn't doing yoga, portrait, brand. I was doing yoga. And then from there, because Melbourne when I have a look at the people who do follow me, I've got like 90% of people from like Australia and then 70% of those people from Melbourne. So I have a very big following in Melbourne. The yoga community, everybody knows each other. It's very clicky. Everyone follows each other's page. It's very supportive. It's very like people want to know what people are doing. New students follow teachers that have been in the game for a while, teachers that have been in the game for a while follow different people. And Honestly, it's a sales funnel and it just spread because as soon as I started doing work for a few people and they started posting their photos on social media, other people saw it and then other people saw it and then other people saw it and it became one of these things like, okay, oh, they're doing it. Oh, I'm doing They're doing it oh, and they look so great. Oh, and their photos look amazing. I, I need to do it too or I want to do it too. It looks like it's accessible because everyone's doing it and also um, it instead of if you need to get yoga photography done and you needed to get some photos done, trying to find who to do it, there was kind of someone who was known that, that did that one thing. Um, and that's where I got, mm-hmm. um, that's where the Instagram started going off because I started working with lots of people in the yoga scene who knew each other and then it, and then a lot of people who other other people who like yoga, like I've even got international people now who are yoga people follow me because they see it come up and then people go on retreats to Bali and make friends and then that, it's that's how it happens. So that's the first thing. The second thing is consistency. Like I do not underestimate how much I worked my freaking ass off. I was out shooting when I had a newborn baby, my husband, bless his cotton socks, this is the reason why I married him, 
he was supportive right from the very start, even when I was just like spending all this time doing this and not getting paid because at the start I was just doing collabs and like meeting people and getting my name out there. I would get up in the morning at before sunrise, go down to the beach at Port Melbourne while he's at home with the baby, do a photo shoot, come home, take the baby of him so he could go to work and then he'd come home and I'd run out and do sunset photo shoots like I was like a mad woman I was just doing so much and I was just posting all the time I was just being so consistent and working hard at it and being so consistent that I just always had new stuff to post constantly to keep people interested in what I was doing and still to this day that's what I do literally for three years I post pretty much every day I've got like over a thousand photos so that's 365 days a year so it's pretty much every day I post so consistency as much as that sounds overwhelming it's really something that's gotten me over the line and the third thing is um, I've done some really strategic collaborations so each year in my business as a way of doing marketing I never spend any money on ads or Facebook ads or anything like that because 90% of my business comes from Instagram some people are coming from my website now But I did some strategic collaborations with people and those strategic collaborations are always about adding value. How can you, what, instead of having a taking mindset or I'll do this for you, but you've got to do this or it's, I went into it basically in, in a giving, in a giving value added mindset. What can I do for you? And those first initial collaborations that I did set me up for life because not only did I do collaborations free of charge where it was my time, my energy, my editing? I also made some fantastic, amazing relationships with people. And they've always, every single one of those collaborations have come back to me and paid me either for a job or have paid me for a studio job or has referred me like 10 times. And a couple of those big ones were um, with Jessica Oli. Um, she's an international yoga. Um, teacher and influencer on Instagram. She's up to almost a million followers now. She lives in she lives in London now. She was living in New York at the time. That was a big one. As soon as I did a photo shoot with her, I got like a thousand or two thousand followers on my page. And a couple of other people strategically around Melbourne I worked with who had studios um, also. And yeah, that that was the that's the third thing. It's collaborating, collaborating, collaborating. And when you're collaborating with people, it's about adding value and walking into it so humbly. Like I was walking into these collaborations, going, "Thank you so so much. Can't wait to produce something really amazing for you." Um, and people are just like, "Wow, like thank you." You you know they're getting a lot out of it. So all of a sudden, they're referring you to people and going, "Brit's amazing. She does this." And that's really how it sort of caught on. And so now even with my Instagram, I find it's slowly building. Like I might get 100 new likes like over a couple of months and it's slowly because obviously the algorithm is really different these days. But, yeah, if, I feel like it's slowly like gain, still gaining momentum. But on the other hand of the social media thing, I also feel like saying don't let social media and followers totally think that that is your business because it's not because if you take away all my social media followers like a lot of those people that are following me don't live in Melbourne or the surf coast they're not even my clients like I don't get all of my I get my business from the small following I have in Melbourne a lot of the other stuff is just fluff like your business your business should backbone should not be built on 
how many followers you have. I know other photographers who are friends of mine or I've, I've worked with who I know who have 1,000, 2,000 followers, 3,000 followers and are working consistently because they've got the right people, they're, they're talking to the right people and they've got their right tribe on their Instagram. So it's big, big Instagram accounts don't necessarily equal success. Um, and I think a lot of it's a bit fake because even so on some of my photos, I don't get many comments. I do when I, when I put myself out there and I've really put a, put something on there and write some good copy, people respond to that, but I'm really not a copy. I'm not a copywriter. I, I I'm not really great with words when I write, I'm a picture person. <laughs> So you'll see on some of my posts, if I post a photo of myself, I might get 100, I don't know, 50 to 100 comments. And that's like, oh, those are my followers. And then some other photos where I just put a photo and a quote because I'm like, don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> I just want to show you what I've been working on through my lens. But do you know what I mean? It still has impact with people. People come to me like, oh, I've been following you for years. I'm like, really? I've never ever seen you comment on one of my photos once. <laughs> they're like oh I love your work I've loved it for so long I'm like really I've never ever seen a comment from you but they're there watching every move that you do um I'm totally mm. rambling now but That's the, so other, true. the other really good thing I feel like since stories has come in stories is amazing for Instagram growth keeping people engaged because everyone's doing stories now I think people aren't really scrolling as much and they're, they're looking through their stories a lot and, and they want to see little snippets of what you're doing and you know your backstory and that's where I feel like I'm comfortable putting my face um and I really want to keep my page for my work even though I should probably do a bit more personal branding um but yeah there's no I'd feel like there's no real clean cut answer with Instagram um you know it's a lot of people will it's it's a bit of a fake world out there sometimes you'll meet someone who's got a lot of followers um and you know they expect when people come to you and expect stuff for free because they've got a lot of followers I feel like oh it's a a tricky road like go with your gut sometimes do it and then other times like it's people want something for nothing all the time um yeah it's uh, yeah I just don't feel like you get sucked in by numbers Mm. Mm, so true well mine's not very large I think I've got around 5,000 but I'm booked out usually months in advance so I I haven't really found that um I get occasionally some new clients from there but I can't even see them so you know (laughs) it's it's more about trying to figure out why you have the social media and for me the reason I have mine is for my clients to get more information and more education and to, I guess, get to um, speak with me and and communicate with me outside of just their appointments and to get some other kind of support or um, also I use it almost as a visual business card so people can see kind of what I'm about, um, that it's kind of clear that I do work a bit differently as well. But yeah, it's, it's a very interesting thing, the good old Instagram. But I thought I had to ask you that because I've never seen... Um, I've never joined someone from such an early stage like I did you and see it grow the way it did. And, mm. um, yeah, I had, to, I had to ask. But also what I, I love about you is every time I see a photo, even not from your feed, from, a, you know, like you said, all of us yoga teachers do kind of follow each other. Whenever I see a photo, I know before I even look at it that it's one of yours. Um, I'm like, that's Brits. I can tell it's Brits. How have you managed to create such a recognizable, you know, because they're all very different still, but it's still so recognizable that it's you. 
I absolutely love that. So I just want to say thank you so much for saying that to me because that's a really that's a that's a really big compliment um, as a photographer um, to be recognised for your style is an amazing thing, and I think it's just come with um, being staying true to to my vision and staying true to what I aesthetically love um, and trying to cut out the noise and um, really that's made me be able to develop my own unique style um, and an own unique style even though I'm shooting different things these days like I'm not just doing yoga I'm doing a lot of portrait work I'm doing a lot of branding work it's still got the same feel um, yeah it's 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 a it's a good time it's a it's an amazing compliment and it's a it's a really nice thing in in your journey when someone says that to you as a photographer because the some of the best photographers who I follow you can tell as, as soon as you see one of their photos you're like yep that's their photo I just know that's from them um a couple of things to get to that to get to that point is I feel like I do draw inspiration from other people and I do look at other things and that's where I get inspo from, but I don't necessarily look at other pe- other photographers' work and get inspiration. I look at fashion photography. I look at, I look at so much stuff where I get my inspiration and I feel like um, there's been periods of time throughout my journey where I've looked too hard at, other, at someone else's stuff and you start comparing or you start looking and then, you know, there's little bits where you're in your shoot and you start sort of trying to emulate something that someone else is doing and it just never comes out right anyway. Um, and I've learned that it's nice to be inspired by the people but you have to really find your own authenticity and your own you, you, you develop your own style of what you like and what you see. And I think that's why people come to me too because I know what they like and what they're seeing. Um, whenever I get a new client on board, I ask them to send me a few inspirational pictures of what they love and not just because of the, what they see but what they feel or the colours. And it's really interesting when people send me stuff because it is it is it is my style. They're like, yeah, I really love this and I love that. I'm like, great. Like you're coming to me because you like what I do, not because you want me to do something that you want to do. Like you want me to come you, – you want me to create something that I that is, that is my specialty. Um, yeah, and it's taken time. Like I feel like it took me a while to develop um, – instinctively what my style is and it's it's practicing practicing and failing practicing practicing um and also getting to a point with editing editing is a massive thing as well in photography um where your style of editing the color grading that you use the lighting that you use is all pretty um essential to your brand and making your brand um really gel so I use a lot of like darker moody sometimes darker moody photos um yeah, so so there's a couple of things there, but I really think the main thing is is just really kind of like sticking to what you love and following your following what you love instead of trying to get too much inspiration from other people, and and that's where you that's where you'll develop your own style and your own flow, um, and find out what's really working for you and what you love, what you love looking at. Um, and yeah, what's bringing you the most joy. I know after a photo shoot, when I've really nailed something that I've, that I've got in my mind, I'm like, oh, I love this. I hope you love it too. And people get so wowed because they're like, oh my God, I've never seen myself like that before. Or, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it brings me the most joy when I stay really true to myself and true to, true to my vision and what I love seeing. Um, so yeah, that's probably the biggest advice I can give there. 
Because mm, mm. I know when I worked with you, I sent you a few photos and whatnot, but I was like, no, no, you do whatever you want. You're the photographer. I trust you to create whatever you want to create for me. And it, I was so surprised by how quickly you um, were able to get things going. Like you saw the clothes I brought, I brought with me and you're like, yep, wonderful. Okay, we'll pop you here, there and there. And you were just, your process was crazy. I was, yeah, really shocked by how clear and efficient you worked, but without making me feel kind of rushed or confused as well because you directed me the whole time, which I needed because I was really nervous as well because I hadn't done a photo shoot in ages um, and I actually need to book you in for another one because, yeah, I think people are like, oh, we've seen these photos now because I'm putting I off going to, again. I think it was a but year, you, a year and a half ago. created such a comfortable environment for me. Yeah, thank you. I think your photos we yeah, did were Yeah, it was a while a ago. ago. So you made yes. me so comfortable. I'm like, I need Brit. I've even come a long way in that time. I feel like. Oh, my God. Do you so, know what I mean? You this know, is the thing about photography. You never stop learning. Like I'm so excited yeah. to know, to see where I'll be in like the next four or five years. But um, it's so nice looking back on some of my older work and really appreciating what I, what I where I was and what I loved about it. But, um, yeah, moving forward, I think it's, it's always a work in progress. Like it's always learning. And, I, yeah, I would love to do some new photos with you. Um, I think. Um, was the question about directing in the shoot? Yeah, like how do you, yeah, yeah, how do you know how to do that? Well, I just feel like, so there's probably a couple of things there that have really helped me um, from my past life that helped me in what I'm doing now. Um, number one is I was really, 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 really into acting when I was at school and after school. Like I was, I always won the drama awards. I was like an A plus student in drama. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an actress. That was it. I did a lot of school musicals and I did a lot of plays out of school. Um, so I think directing, um, is a part of like that kind of element that I learned back then. And also just understanding, um, yeah, like, like if, really a photo shoot is really like recreating a scene and it's about not so much posing your clients or your your people it's about coaching them into into and directing them into different 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 um you know ways in their body and and different ways they look to to make it feel like a scene and I feel like so there's that part and then the other part is that I've just been in management for a long time and I've worked with people for a really long time and um you know I've done a lot of public speaking and I've worked one-on-one with people and I've done coaching I've done leadership seminars so I feel like when I'm with people I have I, I do have the natural ability to be able to help coach and direct them into into what's looking natural and what's feeling good um I also try to feel like it's nice that you give me the the feedback about being efficient but not rushed because uh, I, yeah, I, I hope that people would tell me if they're feeling rushed. I'm just a really quick-natured person. Like you can probably tell by the way I talk and sometimes I'm just very quick. And also I feel like within an hour photo shoot, by the end of that, most people are kind of done. They're over it. They don't really want to keep going. So I try to make the process fun and quick and efficient as possible so people can kind of get in get it done without sort of going oh we're still here for another hour oh my god this is getting dragged out what is she doing on her camera um I feel like it's part of it to to be able to work efficiently so you're really respecting people's time um and that just comes with practice and it comes with knowledge about lighting um you know where to put your subject um in opposed to what what the what the light's gonna bring um and 
Yeah. And the rest of it really happens organically in the moment. I always tell people if they give me inspirational pictures, I'm going to help them get there, but we can never recreate something exactly what you see of someone else's. It's basically just to give us a guide to then go and create something amazing of our own. So you never know what's going to come out of a photo shoot, but something amazing always comes out in the moment. Um, And yeah, it's just about kind of um, helping people, give them a couple of tips to make them feel relaxed enough for them to be themselves. And then that's really when you capture the magic it's usually the in-between moments where you kind of yeah do this and do that and then people are moving like ah that's it I got it (laughs) um but yeah it probably comes from Mm. my time the directing stuff probably comes with my time of just working with a lot of people over my life really um and then just getting yeah just getting better at and knowing at what looks good and and how you know fluttering angles angles are a massive thing um, you you know, my whole goal at the end of a photo shoot is to produce images that people absolutely freaking love and go, wow, amazing, wow, I didn't know I could look like that. And really just flattering light, flattering angles, making people feel comfortable. It's kind of all the recipe to get some really natural images at the end. Mm. I love all that. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope everyone gets something out of it. And where can everyone find you if they want to contact you for a shoot as well? Um, well, I do have a website. It's intheflowphotography.com, so www.intheflowphotography.com. You can jump on and have a look at my stuff, my portfolio, contact me there. Obviously, Instagram, I'm at intheflow. Um with an underscore at the start um, and I pop up as Britt James. Um, yeah, and I've also just started a wedding brand, a wedding photography business I started at the start of the year and obviously with COVID um, that's kind of flattened out but it's given me a good chance to work on it and get behind um, mm. some things, um, some juicy things going to be happening next year. So, yeah, I'm opening up weddings um, uh, mainly down here on the surf coast. I really want to focus my work here on the surf coast for weddings but for Melbourne I service Victoria um, all over the place, uh, Melbourne, country Victoria, um, surf coast so yeah if yeah if anyone wants to contact me um, jump on and have a look at some of my stuff and yeah if you're interested shoot me an email and we can chat um, yeah always no pressure um, but yeah um, hopefully as of next year I can start doing some get up and start doing some wedding photography which I'm really excited about as well to- totally different arm to my business mm, I did see that mm. Mm. Very, very different. I, I like that, though. I like that you're expanding into some other spaces. I think it's really, really good. We, we get to have you in other areas as well. Everyone gets to have a bit of Brit with them. So we, I think that's really lovely. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for joining us. I will put those handles up as well so everyone can find you too. And um, hopefully we can catch up soon for a photo shoot for myself. And, yeah, if um, if when I stop recording it goes a bit slow, sometimes it does that, so don't freak out either, okay? okay? No um, I don't know. Just with coronavirus at the moment, the internet's a bit blur. No worries. Thank you so much, Sarah Jane. It was amazing to talk to you and I can't wait to see you soon. Um, definitely for photos, but also just to catch up. I'd love to, to see you soon and um, yeah, in person when we can have a little hug. That would be great. Yes. Lovely. <laughs> okay. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye, Britt. Bye.